You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, it's Mella, and I'm the witchy Southern Belle in Bell Book and Candle. Our special guest today is the hood rat hippie, Serena. For over 10 years, she struggled with alcoholism and CCCA alopecia. Along her journey to find sobriety and grow her hair back, she desperately tried everything, including diet, yoga, meditation, spirituality, and she was able to grow her hair back 100% naturally and went from being a raggedy little hood rat to a full-blown hippie. Welcome, Serena. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love the whole, I, I love words, so I love what you're doing with the whole hood rat hippie thing. How did that Thank come you. about? Thank you. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, um, when I met my second husband, uh, I was still pretty much in the hood rat stage. I was still drinking mm. and still trying to find my way, and he kind of helped me uh pursue sobriety and everything like that Mm. so when he first met me I was only drinking 211 tall cans at 211 still reserve (laughs) Mm. and four loco and I had this cup that I would uh that I got from AMPM it's this plastic coffee mug and he would call it my cancer cup so it was just this disgusting mug that I used to drink um wine and coffee out of and then cut about five years later when I found sobriety sobriety and wholeness and and holistic stuff I started uh drinking tea out of a tea infuser and one day uh, he came in the kitchen and he saw me pouring tea into this glass tea infuser and he's like what is this hippie shit you got going on now and I'm like what 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 he was like this is not the woman I married he's the woman I married used to drink a 211 out of the cancer cup and now you got this uh tea infuser he was like you went from he said you went from hood rat to hippie he said you're regular hood rat hippie (laughs) and so it began right (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 tell us a little bit about this whole adventure this journey um from alcoholism and your CCCA alopecia. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Okay. So, um, CCCA is, is not like your regular, um, autoimmune alopecia, like, uh, alopecia areata, where it attacks Mm -hmm. all of the hair on the body. And it, and and that is something that anyone can get. CCCA, Mm -hmm. um, is really known in the black community and it's because of either products that we're putting in our hair, things that we're doing to our hair or things that we're consuming. And it's kind of just attacking us from the inside out. So, um, Mm. when I first went to a dermatologist, he, um, I don't know what he thought it was, but, um, he told me that it was incurable, that I was going to have to get scalp injections and get these hormones. And yeah, he, he, yeah, I was really upset about that. So, I cried and I cried and I went to my husband. He was like, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out. So he found me the best naturopath in in Seattle. And I started going to her and Mm -hmm. she figured out that it was CCCA and not whatever. I can't even remember what he thought it was. And um, Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, we really have to be honest with what we're doing with to ourselves and what we're consuming. And she just completely changed everything. She, I had to stop the alcohol. I had to stop gluten i had to stop sugar and it was Mm. it gluten and sugar is in every fucking thing oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) it's in everything so at this point um 
I had been th- I had been through uh, alcohol withdrawal so many times, but gluten and sugar mm-hmm. withdrawals were just as bad. It seemed like mm-hmm. it was it was making me feel crazy. It was uh, it was difficult to say the least. And um, I want to say that to anybody that's going through a journey to where they're cutting something out of their lives, it's that first two weeks of withdrawal that really uh, sets people back because um, you start fiending for it again. Your mind will trick you into thinking that you need it again and again. So as long as you can get past that first two weeks of withdrawal, you can pretty much work through it. So I got I got sick, of course, and it was just a struggle getting through that. But once I found the diet and the exercise and the anything that worked for me, then I finally started seeing my hair grow back. Hmm. As far as the alcoholism that started way back with with my my first husband. So um, we were high school sweethearts. We did everything right. We graduated from high school. We got married got our apartment had our baby he was he was a carpet layer and uh, he blew his back out and his knee out and they put him on medication and then he became an addict and then everything just went downhill from there so our beautiful home and everything that we had established throughout these years um uh, rent was being due we were getting evicted from everywhere Uh, the Mm -hmm. electricity was getting cut out all the time and he wasn't being honest with me about what was what he was going through he was he was an addict and because I didn't know what was happening with him and what was happening with our life that seemed to be perfect I became a raging alcoholic like I just became angry about everything and started drinking all the time and Mm -hmm. I had I had a uh, a baby so there was no room in my life for me to be drinking like I did but it was something it was definitely something that I had to struggle through in order to uh find my way and so it took the alopecia to really give you the the kick in the ass to take care honestly of that? it was that because I was a hoarder I'm a very very high functioning alcoholic so I hid it from mm-hmm. my second husband for the longest like he thought I was just a social drinker like he was but no yeah. I was an all-day everyday drinker so when my hair started uh falling out um I had to be honest with him and had to be honest with myself about what I was consuming and what I was doing to myself and one day he went into uh, one of my stash, he found one of my stash spots. So he went to the, uh, this back cupboard and opened it and all these cans came falling out. And honestly, had he not found that, I don't know if I would have been able to be honest with him about it. If I'm being completely honest, I don't know if he hadn't have found it, I probably would still be hiding it. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard thing to get past and even be honest with your true self about yeah. Yeah. So he found out, you know, that I had this alcohol problem uh, and, you know, my hair started falling out. So that was that was my rock bottom for me. I, I couldn't I couldn't hide it from him, him anymore. My hair was my hair was falling mm. out. So something had to change. Wow. So it sounds like it was almost like a rock bottom kind of thing. Yeah. That some people talk about just a different kind than some people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And how difficult was it? And you said you cut out gluten and all these other things too. How difficult has it been to stay away from the alcohol? Honestly, it's been harder to stay away from the gluten and the sugar. <laughs> you know, I, I can, I think I can believe that because I'm supposed to be gluten free and the quarantine screwed all that up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've had, I honestly, I've had trouble with the gluten also during the quarantine, but with the alcoholism, it was a struggle. Like, um, I had to do the AA. I had to find my purpose. I had to find my higher power. And that's how I found spirituality, honestly, was through AA. Because that's Mm -hmm. the first thing that they want you to do is find a higher power, right? 
And I just wasn't ready to like join a religion. I just didn't want to get deep into anything at that moment. So I just started dabbling into Buddhism and I fell mm. head over heels in Buddhism. And Buddhism is like the gateway to like yoga and meditation and spirituality. <laughs> yeah. And so once you get into Buddhism, it kind of just opens the door to everything. And um, once my husband started seeing me develop this passion and start to find my purpose and being sober after a couple of years, he, he was like, do you want to go to Thailand and like do this real Buddhism, Buddhism thing? And I'm like, fuck, mm. yes. <laughs> so we went to Thailand and I got blessed by like a legit Buddhist monk. And it was just, it was everything. It was everything. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you feel like this transformation was something that took a lot of time and a lot of struggle? Or was it just, okay, yeah, this is what I'm doing? It's, it's time and struggle. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that it was easy at all. It's definitely yeah. time. It's definitely struggle. And for my, for me, um, it was accepting help was the hard part for me for, for mm. one admitting that I had a problem, you know, so I can't, I can't ask for help when I don't have a problem. Right. Yeah. I really needed to get past that hard headedness of I can do this by myself. Cause every time I tried to do it by myself, I would fail over and over again. Mm. So it was being able to accept help and knowing that I need help and know that I am completely um, powerless over alcohol and being able to accept that was was uh, was the hard part. The easy part was after that was just kind of kind of sticking with the steps and and uh, mm -hmm. just sticking to it and and cutting things out of my life like you lose friends through sobriety and finding spirituality. Mm. And so what have you done with everything that's happened to you? This this wonderful transformation this um, new spiritual path, what have you done with that, with that information and knowledge and, and new path? Okay, so I'm a, I'm a martial arts instructor. I teach I teach traditional Kung Fu, Mo Kimpo Kung Fu. And um, when I got sober, the spirituality thing kind of just, it was like the, I had this deep awakening and um, I'll just, I'll just tell you the story. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting in, in my Kung Fu studio and um, I'm not really doing much. I'm kind of at my desk because my junior instructors are running class and I'm on my phone and I somehow stumble upon this woman reading tarot on YouTube. Mm. And I never saw anybody read tarot on YouTube before. I'd never gotten cards reading, read for me ever. But for some reason, I was automatically instantly drawn to these cards and I had to have them so bad. And mm. as an addict, that was mad trigger for me I was like why do I have to have these cards so bad and it was just like this thing to where it was over it was a very overwhelming feeling so I'm sitting there going oh why, why do I want this why do I want this so I google you know tarot cards near me and then my phone goes you have a medical metaphysical shop two seconds away so I had been teaching, <laughs> wow. yeah, I had been teaching at this Kung Fu studio forever and not known that I'd, I had worked right next door to a metaphysical shop. So I look out the uh -huh. window, I'll be like, I'll be damned. So I walked <laughs> over there and I go, hey, uh, I think I need to get a tarot deck. And she goes, well, you just came right on time. We're about to start a tarot teaching class. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's synchronicity right yeah. there. So I go in and um, I'm partnered with this gal who had been reading tarot, like real deal psychic. And she read me and I read her and I felt like really horrible at it. But she was like, no, you're good at this. So I started practicing with my friends and I could see how I was changing my friend's life with this. And like, cause every time I would read with my friends, they would like immediately start crying and it would like really connect with them deeply. 
So yeah. I was like, okay, I have this talent to where I can teach women self-defense as well as I can con um, connect with them spiritually through the tarot. So with that, recently, that's what I've been doing is um, is uh, connecting with women through the tarot, kind of helping them find their purpose, kind of show them where their, um, blo their blockages are because I'm also an energy worker with the chakras. So with a mm. quick flip of the tarot and my oracle cards, I can tell women where their blockages are and we can uh, work towards the action steps into uh, getting them towards the path on their purpose. I've always said that I, I use a lot of Oracle cards. I do have some tarot, but I, I like Oracle cards. Yeah. I started out with, uh, with, after I got my first, uh, tarot deck, I just went straight to Oracle cause Oracle was way easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many different ones. And yeah. I feel like my intuition, people don't have this preconceived notion just for myself. They don't have a preconceived notion when they sit down and they see a card pulled. They have no clue what the Oracle card means. So tell me about what you have done with, with a community. Have you had something online going on since the quarantine has been going on? Yes. So, um, I have a Facebook group called the cousin card reader where I go in there and I've, I've flipped some like inspirational cards for them. And it's a, it's a group for women that are kind of new to spirituality as women that are kind of eclectic, witches. I got a, I got a bunch of different type of spiritualist in there and we mm. connect through the tarot we connect through a different type of spells that we're working on it's very open and and um we're very open mind so we we let we allow anybody else who's open and heart-centered in the group as well and we're just kind of helping each other along our way through spirituality and and everything it's really nice and i also read tarot three times a week on on youtube oh that's awesome do you consider yourself a witch? I do. I do. Awesome. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> Not everyone who comes on the podcast actually considers themselves a witch, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But it's always just wonderful to have someone on here that's of like mind. And I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say about the cards. I always feel like when I'm giving a reading that it is a spiritual coaching opportunity. Yes. It's not like fortune telling like you see on TV. It's, yes. and, and what you were talking about, that's what came to mind, is it really does sound like kind of you have that way of thinking as well. Yes, yes, yes. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. I never even really thought about it that way, but that's great. I think the cards are great tools for coaching and guiding. Yes, because a lot of my clients, their, their biggest blockage is just... Um, them getting in their own way, just their, their limiting beliefs, thinking they're either too mm. old or too broke or too fat or too black or whatever. And I don't know what it is about their, their history or, or whatever that's got them into that place. But it seems like just a few connections with the group and a few flip of the cards, they kind of start seeing that they can dive deep into the spiritual path without completely losing themselves. A lot of them, a lot of people are afraid to, that they have to change or they have to follow certain rules. And a lot of people in my community think it's just white people shit. <laughs> like they, like it's not really for them. And I'm, I'm here to show people that look like me and talk like me and act like me that it is okay to dive deep in this without feeling like you have to completely change. How do you work through um, that sort of thing with someone? What do you say to someone to work through that kind of, it sounds like a really big block. Someone yeah. Have. Yeah. Everything that happened to me in my life, I just tell them. I'm like, look, this is where I was at. And not that long ago, it wasn't that long ago when I'm sitting, sleeping on my sister's couch, not knowing what I'm going to do. I left my first husband with a baby and that's it. That's it. Mm. 
So for years I was homeless and an alcoholic wow. and, you know, so I just tell them where I was at and where I am now. And it kind of just helps them see that if a person like me can do it, then they can do it as well. Wow. So I honestly believe that my life experience and all the shitty shit that I've been through was to to be in the position that I am in now to help other people see that they can that they're they are not hopeless that there is help and there is hope no matter what age or stage you're at you can pick yourself up. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's so important because people do lose hope so easily. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a rough year and a half now too with people. Do you have any advice for someone who's just really down and at the end of the rope because of the pandemic any advice for someone i would definitely definitely be very very mindful of what you're consuming whether it be Mm. internally and externally and just kind of uh, it's going to be a tarot related but kind of uh, (laughs) hermit yourself so that you can connect with yourself and connect with the divine and connect with the spirit so you can start trusting in yourself and into spirit more Mm -hmm. so if you're feeling that 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 desperation or that feeling like nothing can get better it's because of that disconnect with your Mm -hmm. higher self i mean if you don't i don't know what your listeners believe and i'm sure they believe in a higher self and a higher power Mm -hmm. and all of that But if you're in that place of lack and desperation, it's because you haven't sat and looked at all of the things that you've been through already. And if you can sit and appreciate that and the things that you can learn from the situation that you're in now, you can slowly start putting the pieces together on why you're in the situation and how you can help yourself out of it. Wow. Yeah. What is your favorite tarot card and why? Mine is the Fool. Because um, it pops out on me all the time and it, it reminds me that I can be myself and not to be afraid to be myself and not to be afraid to take that leap of faith and not because I'm a Virgo. I have to know. I have to know that mm. I'm taking this leap of faith and that is going to land me right here and that is going <laughs> to bring me these things. But a leap of faith is just a leap of faith. You're just jumping and, and spirit is going to catch you and, and put you in a place where you belong. So it just reminds me that I can just maintain who I am, be, on, be true to myself and be able to take that leap of faith and just trust that the universe has my back. Mm. Are you a rider weight type of person or do you have another type of card? Um, (laughs) so when I first started reading tarot, I was like, I am not getting the right away. Everybody gets that. (laughs) I'm going to get something different. (laughs) I got something different and I could not connect with it at all. So I took my my ass back to the medical (laughs) physical store and I got the right away. I would suggest everybody start with the right. If you're going to dive into tarot, I would definitely have everybody start with the right away and then kind of meander off. But I like, I like all decks. I like all Mm. decks. Are you a collector? Most people yes, tend to yes, be. Yes, <laughs> yes. I actually had to get rid of some recently because mm. I can't even keep them anymore. But yeah, mm. I definitely collect. I'm trying to minimize my collection. I think that happens a lot. And I hear that from so many people that they get something that was pretty or just something that drew them, but then they can't figure out how to read it. Right. They, they just don't connect to it. And so they do have to go back and get mm-hmm. the right or away. Yeah, yeah. Get the right or away. Yeah, just get it from the beginning. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so tell me about how your business kind of went through the quarantine. Because I, I was reading, you were saying that you it sounds like you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised at how, how well I'm doing, actually. It started in my Facebook group. 
because we, I had just been reading for the, for these women and kind of guiding them through things. And I just started being able to gather some clientele through my Facebook group and through word of mouth, my, my, my name started getting out there and it seemed, I don't want to say fell into my lap because I had been preying on it. I wanted, I had, after I'd lost uh, my Kung Fu job because of quarantine, I definitely mm. got my shit together and sat down with my, my <laughs> spirit guides and was like, okay, now I need another job where I can help people because I can't be in a job, a space where I'm not helping because that's where I thrive, you know? So I did my week of meditation and visualization and and it was crazy because my, my student, uh, a Kung Fu student who's a lawyer, he called me after about two weeks after I had lost my Kung Fu job and was like, hey, you know, my paralegal, you know, isn't coming in anymore because of COVID. It's just going to be you and I in the office. Would you mm. like to be a paralegal? And I was like, I don't know anything <laughs> about being a paralegal. <laughs> and he was like, um, it's, it's $50,000 a year. And I was like, I know everything <laughs> So I kind of just had to learn as I went on. So that was just fate as, as that came along. Cause that, wow. so that supported me as I was able to get my tarot business off the ground, because if mm. he didn't come along and offer me that job, I don't know, I would just be hustling and bustling and not being able to fully concentrate on yeah. on creating good business but because he he was able to do that and I was able to um support this business I was able to actually get it off the ground a lot quicker than I thought I was so I started reading tarot wow. on YouTube and gathering clients that way and it just kind of blew up after that Wow. And you've published a book. Yes, I did. That was actually three years in the coming. So after I had gotten sober, I just really wanted to show people how to find connect naturally because that's mm -hmm. all it took for me to grow my hair back and kind of face the sobriety was kind of cutting everything that was processed out of my life so mm -hmm. that year was three, that book was three years in the making so I was I was very very happy to get that out um it was a goal to get my book out on my 40th birthday and I was able to do that so oh, it's amazing. called it's called from hood rat to hippie and it kind of chronicles my my journey through alcoholism and alopecia and anxiety <laughs> And where do people find that? They can find that at thehoodredhippie.com in my corner store. Okay, wonderful. And do you have a retreat coming up? Tell us I about do, that. I do, I do. So like I said before, I, I'm a martial artist and uh, a lunar witch. So I use the phases of the moon to, to manifest. And mm. I decided to combine those things because I feel like if everybody was as confident as I am with uh, defending themselves uh, verbally and physically, that um, mm -hmm. it would really spill out into other areas of their magic, of their lives, of their careers. So I'm combining my lunar rich know-how as well as my martial arts background into a retreat called called witches weed wine and whatnots and it's myself mm -hmm. i'm a lunar witch and i have a green witch best friend her name is frankie her she is sprouted moon on instagram so we're going to get together and she's going to show you how to do everyday spells in the kitchen as well as uh cannabis spells with the weed and i'm going to show lunar spells because it's going to be a three three night full moon event so during mm -hmm. the full moon we're going to be doing moon water and crystals and and protection magic and all of that as well as the self-defense uh techniques and when is that coming up? that's august that'll be august 20th through the 23rd it's in the pacific northwest and you can find information about that on your website as well yes at thehoodradhippie.com it is in person the location is uh quite big for the amount of women that we're going so we are doing we are taking covid safety precautions there and we have rosy cheeks that have, have donated uh 20 masks um handmade reusable masks for us so we're definitely going to be keeping it safe well that's amazing i recently had a retreat 
it was it was small about 14 of us and yeah taking into account all the different covid things it was the first thing i'd really done outside the house since mm-hmm. everything started and there were a lot of things to think about yeah. i think that's people are wanting to get together and have community again yeah yes yeah, that's important yes so it sounds like community having these uh, having people around you and you've stepped into this leadership position and you're reading tarot for people it sounds like you have really just gone down your path and accepted what the universe has given you yeah i mean i honestly thought i was just going to do kung fu for the rest of my life like i Mm. i just thought that was going to be it i was going to train until i got too old and then i would just be a master (laughs) and kind of just you know run the school from the desk and that was it but um a life in the universe has a way of showing you that you don't really know what's going to happen even if you're completely happy with your life right now you'd be like okay this is it this is what i'm going to do with my life the universe will come and be like well you know how to read tarot now Right. (laughs) We've got a lot of new witches out there. There's the whole aesthetic witch movement, which some people don't don't really like. Mm -hmm. And I think that anything that is allowing people to find their spirituality is is fine. Right. But what advice would you give to any of our listeners that are brand new to the path? They don't have a clue what the hell to do next. And they're reading these you know, recipes for spells mm-hmm. and they don't have the ingredients. And yeah. like, what would you tell a new witch? It's going to be the same thing. You guys are going to get in hard to hear it, <laughs> but it's intuition, intuition, intuition. Mm. If it feels bad, don't do it. If it feels good, do it. It's kind of, it's kind of that simple. If it mm. feels bad, don't do it. If someone's telling you that they know everything, they're not correct because nobody really knows anything. <laughs> We're just kind of doing what we're being called and led to do. So make sure you're meditating and you're connecting with yourself so you know that you're being true to yourself. Take that deep breath so everything is clear for you. And then just Mm -hmm. just get in tune with your intuition so you know that you're going down the right path. You know what Mm -hmm. you know what anxiety is as as far as what your intuition. Yeah. Perfect. So you're a lunar witch. Yes. What phase of the moon do you uh, like working with the most? Honestly, I like the waning period because mm. I because I'm in uh, in recovery. I like to let it be able to let go and release and remind myself of my bad habits. So I really like mm. that phase to kind of be able to uh, go back go back into hermit mode, connect with myself. What are the thing? What what's the bullshit that you've been still doing, Serena? That you know you're not supposed mm. to be doing. <laughs> Let's let's focus on those things and how we can get better at those things, you know, because I need that in my life. I need those those phases in my life to kind of really check myself. I was looking at your website and I saw that you have a shadow work reading and I'm all about shadow work. Yes, yes, yes. So is that something that you just do with the tarot or is that really a a deep part of your life? That's a deep part of my life. It's a very deep part of my life. That would be the second piece of advice that I would give anybody that's new to spirituality is really dive deep into that shadow work. Because when Mm -hmm. I say your intuition, if it feels good, do it. And if it doesn't feel good, don't. The shadow work's not going to feel good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Right. But you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, you really do. Any advice on someone starting shadow work? I had a client just the other day tell me they don't even know how to start. I would sit and meditate peacefully and quietly. And when that thought that comes up that makes you feel uncomfortable, instead of trying to uh, think it away or breathe it away, sit with it. 
That part is、mm. the scary part. Sit with、yeah. that thought. Establish where it's coming from. Is it a real thought? If it is, then let's try to heal from it. If it isn't a real thought, then let's find the best way to, to release it. That's how I would start shadow work the easy way.、Mm-hmm. So tell us one more time how we can find out. More about you, what you're doing. So, if you want to find all my social medias, you can find that at thehoodrathippy.com. But I, my love is on YouTube. I love connecting with my my clients and and I don't want to say fan base, but my community、uh, mm-hmm. through my lives on YouTube. I go live at once or twice a week, and I do free readings、Wonderful. for my community there. I'm the Hood Red Hippie on YouTube. Perfect, and I'll have all those links in the show notes for anybody. Any final words? I just really appreciate you having me. I really do appreciate you having me, and in my YouTube videos of telling everybody to always be mindful of your growth.、Mm, yeah, that's so good. It's just been wonderful having you. I love all the information. I love. I love the whole idea of Hoodrat Hippie and your story, where you have gotten to a place where you are now giving hope and giving courage and showing other people what they can do with their lives as well. That's really beautiful. Thank you, thank you so much. So, Serena, thank you so much for your insight today, and I would love to hear what our listeners think about this episode. So, remember, if you go to our podcast website, you can comment on this episode with your thoughts, even questions. You can even click that little microphone and send me a voice message, and I reckon I might just use it on one of our episodes. Take care, and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell B E L L E. Or become a patron at Patreon.com/forward/slash Bell Book Candle.